Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time. A reading from the first book of Kings. Elijah went a day's journey into the desert until he came to a broom tree and sat beneath it. He prayed for death, saying, This is enough, Lord. Take my life, for I am no better than my father's. He lay down and fell asleep under the broom tree, but then an angel touched him and ordered him to get up and eat. Elijah looked, and there at his head was a hearth cake and a jug of water. After he ate and drank, he lay down again, but the angel of the Lord came back a second time, touched him, and ordered, Get up and eat, else the journey will be too long for you. He got up, ate and drank, then strengthened by that food, he walked forty days and forty nights to the mountain of God, Horeb. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall be ever in my mouth. Let my soul glory in the Lord. The lowly will hear me and be glad. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us together extol his name. I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. Look to him that you may be radiant with joy, and your faces may not blush with shame. When the afflicted man called out, the Lord heard, and from all his distress he saved him. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Taste and see how good the Lord is. Bless the man who takes refuge in him. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with which you were sealed for the day of redemption. All bitterness, fury, anger, Shouting and reviling must be removed from you along with all malice. And be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving one another as God has forgiven you in Christ. So be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love as Christ loved us and handed himself over for us as a sacrificial offering to God for a fragrant aroma. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. The Jews murmured about Jesus because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. And they said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph? Do we not know his father and mother? Then how can he say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered and said to them, Stop murmuring among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draw him, and I will raise him on the last day. It is written in the prophets, They shall all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to my Father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. 
Your ancestors ate the manna in the desert, but they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I give is my flesh for the life of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carl, as we start the commentary for the 19th Sunday in Ordinary Time, a reminder from last week, we had the big announcement that we are now in the big leagues. We are podcasting on all of your favorite streaming services. Uh, You can go to Apple Podcasts, Google, Overcast, Spotify, any of those. Find us by typing in Sunday Commentary Mater Day, or you can go to materdayradio.com and find our show and click subscribe. So big thanks to the station and Sarah for doing that for us. We are, and actually all of the KBVM shows. So wonderful news there. We are podcasting. Take us with you. Let your friends know. Hit those buttons. (laughs) Well, so we start off with the book of Kings today. So Elijah's in a desert. He's under a broom tree. Things seem to be bad here, Carla. <laughs> oh, yes. Poor, poor Elijah. Um, well, let's go back a little bit. So why is he in this predicament? It goes back to um, he, he made an enemy. It was Jezebel. Now, Jezebel was a pagan princess, and she married King Ahab, who was the leader of the Israelites. And In this union, in this marital union, she brought with her and introduced to the Israelites a lot of her pagan practices that included and promoted the worship to the pagan god Baal. And she killed she actually you know she shut down and killed and uh spoke to to all of those who spoke out against her and that is how elijah found himself on the queen's hit list yes she was she was kind of a piece of work wasn't she (laughs) yeah she doesn't have a very good reputation no she doesn't so so that's what we see and that's the background it sets the stage here beautifully elijah takes um shelter under a broom tree so i had to go look up a picture and read a little bit about broom trees because uh you know um what exactly i'm trying to put myself in watching him and what he's doing here so a broom tree is has been adapted lives in the desert and adapted to survive extreme drought conditions so that means its roots go deep into the earth but it has slender branches and very small leaves to it and the leaves are quickly dropped in order to conserve water. So anytime there's a drought, the leaves get dropped and you have this, really what I see is some scraggly shrub with very few leaves under it. So so it didn't give them a lot of shade. No, his, this was not oh, a beautiful like right. fly oak tree that, that you're going to get a bunch of shade it's from. It's kind of what it sounds like, a broom tree. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And not a very good broom for that. <laughs> um, but, but to me, it really symbolized how, really probably how Elijah felt. He didn't have much protection. He went and kind of tried to find some shade under the scraggly thing that really didn't provide him much protection at all. And so to me, that's such a beautiful like visual when you're thinking about this and you're and you're hearing about this at uh, at mass today. Yeah, so there's Elijah in the desert facing what seemed to be the reality that his mission was either over or he failed and his fate was just to die in the desert. But dying there in the desert was not 
part of God's plan for Elijah. And he sent his angel to tell him to keep going, that God had important work for in store for him. And he brought him nourishment. He brought him food to eat and water to drink. And he encourages, get up, drink, eat. You've got, you got work to do. And you know, Kevin, the world is full of snares and pitfalls for those who do their best to live righteously and reject the falsehoods of this world. And just like Elijah, we might find ourselves on the hit list of those who worship false gods and hate the truth. Accepting the fact that holding fast to the faith may cost us dearly. It may even cost us our lives. But that doesn't mean that we're a people of doom and gloom. It means that we're in touch with reality. And this reality also makes us able to see and hear signs and hear what the messengers have to tell us that God sends to us to help us navigate through dangerous circumstances. Yeah, and you pick up some really good words there, navigating through dangerous circumstances, because we see here the angel touched him and ordered him to get up and eat. You know, that's an example of how God will meet you where you are. However, he's not going to say where you are is okay. (laughs) He's going to say, I will meet you, but don't stay there. I want you to continue this journey. So, and, and as you kind of alluded to there, God didn't remove the challenge from Elijah, but he did strengthen him for the journey that he was about to undertake. And how important that is when we think back to last week on that invitation to faith and trust. This is another invitation to say, trust in me and I will strengthen you for the journey. And eventually he does meet God in that small, still voice on Mount Horeb or Mount Sinai. And he does experience the the fruits of that labor and that challenge. And it's, it's just a beautiful story. And that perseverance and that faith and that response that Elijah gave is so important for us, I think, today. I totally agree. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the second reading today, we hear from Paul to the Ephesians uh, this is verses uh, chapter 4, verses 30 through chapter 5, verse 2. And I want to mention just real quickly preceding this. So in Ephesians 4 chapters or verses 25 through 30, he talks about Christian virtues. So if you get a chance before Mass, read those verses because you get a feeling for the virtues that we need as Christians. And then we see two commands that St. Paul gives us in today's reading. He first gives us a negative command. He says, do not act in a certain way. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Folks, you should know better. You're sealed with the Holy Spirit. You've been permanently marked for Christ. Do not act in a certain way. But then on he flips it on the positive side, says, okay, I've told you not how to act. Now I'm going to tell you, do act in a certain way. Be kind, compassionate, forgiving one another. These are the important pieces on how we are to live our lives. And really, it says here then, be imitators of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and to love, uh, live in love as Christ loved us and handed himself over for us as a sacrificial offering to God for a fragrant aroma. And this is of such importance that this sacrifice is represented every day as the unbloody sacrifice of the mass. You know, our beloved Pope John Paul, St. Pope John Paul II, he said this. He said, the Eucharist is the heart of the church. Where Eucharistic life flourishes, there the life of the church will blossom. 
Living a Eucharistic life keeps us directly connected to the heart of Christ, and it helps us to be imitators of Christ. Yeah, and and that really ties in so well to the gospel because the Eucharist uh, today is difficult for folks to believe. Again, it's that, that leap of faith to say, God, I trust in you, and I believe what Christ is saying in the scriptures. And if you can believe that and take that faith so deeply enrich your lives. But yet, much like we see, we're in the middle of the Bread of Light discourse we have this week and then next week. um, And the Jews just could not believe Jesus's divinity, could not believe what he was saying. Um, He, you know, they didn't meet, he didn't meet their preconceived notions, right? They, They said, wait a second, what are you telling me? And oh, by the way, I have to actually sacrifice to follow you. I have to maybe lose my position or my influence in society. Yeah, I said, wait a second, we know your mother and father. You're telling us you've come down from heaven, you know, and that was a, there was a lot, there was a lot there to take in. Exactly. But I think we talked about this last week, right? It wasn't so much that a miracle would have changed their minds because of what's happening. It was in their hearts, yes, right? Yes, yeah. very true. And that's what he's asking you to do is to reorient your heart. And thankfully we have some beautiful history within our church that helps us really understand that better. Yeah. And like you said, even today, the Eucharist is... Is a stumbling block for most Catholics. What the surveys say that less than 30% of all Catholics believe that the consecrated host is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And you had, um, I think you brought up something from St. Gregory of Nyssa, I believe, didn't you? Yes, 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 yes. Jesus tells the crowd that he's the bread of life from heaven. And that if they eat this bread, they will have eternal life. St. Gregory of Nyssa said, the bread of life is the antidote for having eaten the forbidden fruit. I'm going to say that again. Uh, The bread of life is the antidote for having eaten the forbidden fruit. In other words, the Eucharist restores our life by releasing us from a life of slavery to sin and death and allows us to enjoy a new life through Christ, with Christ, and in Christ. Wow. It just as sin entered mankind through the act of eating, the antidote must enter the body in the same manner. That's a beautiful way of looking at that. Wow. So in closing, we have our challenge in the scriptures. It says, everyone who listens to my father and learns from him comes to me. That's our challenge today. And finally, that invitation to faith, the end of our gospel today. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. Next week, the exciting conclusion of the Bread of Life Discourse. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com.